Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Time for the sports phone. Y'all ready for this? All right, it's Sunday night, 7 o'clock, time for another edition of the Sports Phone. It is on April 10th here. Jerry in Portland. Normally, this is where I would say Jim is in the studio, but he is not. Jim is, I'm assuming, sound asleep at a Orlando airport hotel in his place, uh, coming from somewhere in the Mendocino area. I'm not 100% sure where. Uh, Vince Lee is joining me, our co-host and friend of the show. Vince, good to talk to you. Hey, uh, it's good to be here. I'm surprisingly nervous to be hosting yeah. the show with you for the first time, Jerry. This is great. Yeah, am, yeah. We got a, we got a weird. It's it's a different setup today. You're on the air. We got Rich hanging out in the studio, holding things down. Rich, thank you so much for for being a part yeah. of the show this evening and and manning the board and and getting us rolling there. But yes, yeah, funny, Vince. We we were talking before the show. For all of the sports that we've talked and all like the games we played and watched together. This is the first time we've done the show together. You've done it with, with Jim a few times when I haven't been available, but this will be your first time doing the show with me. So I don't think there's anything to be nervous for. I think it's something to be excited for. Uh, I think well, that's, that the nerves are exciting nerves. Uh, right, and it's, right. weird, it's, weird, it's weird to me that I'm uh, not home. I'm listening to the intro, the music. I'm on my phone, but I'm hosting the show. I love, I love this technology. This is fantastic. I'm in yeah. Fort Bragg. Rich is in the studio. You're in Portland. How how does this all work? I love it. <laughs> I, I remember on that note, I like how it all works. I remember the first time I was broadcasting for uh, Linfield when I was in college, and we were doing a football game on the student radio station. And I remember the 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 kind of the advisor person um, walking me through the setup. And, and uh, Rich, I feel like you'll appreciate this the most. He was like, okay, so you're going to take this. We're going to use this little remote mixer. We've got to run a phone line out this window, down a drop, through another window to connect to a phone jack. Then you're going to call the station from that mixer, but it's got to be in a very specific way or you won't get a dial tone. And then you're going to call the station, and then the station's going to put you on the – it was – I was so confused when I first was learning like radio technology. Now it it all is so secondhand to me. But when I was first hearing like the ways people were just figuring out to get people connected in different locations and stuff, it was wild. It was wow. wild stuff. Invariably, of course, the cleaning person would go, "What's this plug been for?" It? <laughs> exactly. <unplug> it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Well, that, that- that that's great, Jerry, because you just told me you're only thirty years old, and for me, that sounds like something when I would be twenty years old that that would have been the case. So, technology's <laughs> yeah. advancing quick, quickly. You gotta love it. Yeah. You yeah. gotta love it. Well, welcome everybody to the show. Um, if you are new to the sports phone, let me walk you through kind of how things are going to work for the next hour or so. So. This is an open forum sports talk show. Um, Vince and I uh, are both avid sports fans. We've both been competitors at different levels throughout our lives. We've also been coaches. So you think about any kind of version of the sports world. Vince and I have been associated with it in some way, shape, or form. We just like to spend this hour talking about sports once a week. We uh, we just talk about whatever's on our minds, topics, questions, comments, whatever we, we can come up with. 
But more important than that, we like to open up the phone lines and give you, the caller, the opportunity to bring up any topics that you would like to talk about. Uh, the number to call to do that is 707-895-2448. Uh, you can give us a call. It can be pro sports, college sports, high school sports, rec league, questions, comments, topics, controversies. You name it, as long as it's sports-related, we want to hear about it. And again, the number to call to do that is 707-895-2448. So we're looking forward to taking your calls as we get rolling here. Again, anything is fair game, as long as it is sports-related. The way I wanted to start the show, Vince, it, you said something to me, and I agreed with you, but I didn't. it was something that I never really think about until somebody says it. Break down for me what you meant when you told me when we got on the phone, like this is the best time of the year for sports. And I didn't really think about it a whole lot until you started explaining it. Why is, in your opinion, early April the best time of year for the world of sports? Well, let me, let me precursor this with the fact that I grew up in Florida. <clears throat> so this is the best weather of the year when you're living in Florida. It's just like it's the transition from winter to spring. It's less humidity. It's nice out. You've got March Madness, right? March Madness just ended, which, which coincides with spring training, which is big in Florida. So I get to go to spring training games, and then I get to watch March Madness. So that was the first part of it. Then you roll into the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. The regular season begins for baseball. It's like all my favorite sports come to their best moments. You know, at the beginning of the baseball season, which is 162 games, Every team has this, this glimmer of hope that they're going to be good enough to make the World Series. And the first 30 games, they could pretend to be good enough. You get the NBA playoffs, which, which is probably one of the most, honestly, outside of the NHL playoffs, the most exciting playoff format, seven-game mm-hmm. series, you, two teams battling back and forth over and over again. It's just, to me, it's just one of those moments where I get to see my favorite sports, and, and again, I'm not going all here because I'm a big football fan, but football, compared to hockey in the NBA and March Madness, is boring, honestly. So I, this, is, this is my go-to time. I, I don't, it's funny, Vince, I was thinking about that. I don't look at it compare, in comparison. I, I wouldn't say the NFL is boring or, or college football is boring. I look at it in, in a way of like, those two sports are so overpowering and dominant in yeah. terms of the, the amount of media attention they take up. So yeah. I, I look at it from the perspective of I love this time of year and this for the same reasons you do, because football is not in the way taking up all the attention. Because, you know, in what, two, two, three weeks when the draft happens – it's full steam ahead with the NFL. So I just like exactly. it more like, again, I have nothing against the NFL. I'm a huge Raider fan. I'm looking forward to watching it, but it's the fact totally. that we get this little bubble where it doesn't overpower every other sport. And it gives these other things a chance to breathe. I'll get super into the NHL playoffs, even though I know nothing about any of the teams. I'll start watching that as it gets closer, just because hockey's great. Uh, NBA it playoffs. Really I'm locked in with you. Opening yep. day baseball is fun to watch. Like I love how much it gets on TV, but then I'll kind of trickle off. But yeah, I, I'm with you 100. percent That just it's this time of year when there's so much going on. Yeah, well, you, and you got to figure like the, the NBA and the NHL will drag into June, right? And then July and August are just baseball, and it's like right in the middle of you know who's good, you know who's bad. You're just trying to get through the season. And at least by the time the, NBA, you know, the MLB playoffs happen, football's starting. 
And so you're like, oh, cool, I have a distraction from the fact that I've been watching this marathon of a season. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the NBA and the NHL at least give you that extra something to watch. And I, I'm with you. Like, I don't watch hockey all year round. But, man, those, those NHL playoff games are just so exciting and fun to watch. They really are. If you're not a hockey fan, you got to watch hockey. Go to a hockey game. It's the best yeah. live sport. I'll tell you, the, the slog of, of summer baseball being in a city oh. when it's a bad team is one of, oh. it was, it was one of the most fascinating things for me living in Arizona for six years because I, I'm not a big baseball fan, so I'm not like a Diamondbacks fan, but I had a lot of friends down there that were huge Diamondbacks fans. And so to just hear them every day just griping and moaning and yeah. being depressed because of how bad they were and it just trickles on to this to the local radio down there like it's i can't imagine being a, a, a diehard baseball fan in july and august when your team has just got no shot and you've still got another two months through to get through before the season's over just to have that little little glimmer of hope again um 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about. Anything at all going on in the world of sports, number to call 707-895-2448. We are ready to take your calls. Uh, so with that, um, Vince, as the guest, I, the, the floor is yours. Tell me what you want to talk about, and we can we can get right into it until we get a call. Well, I mean, I guess at this point we're we're – we just talked about how we're into the NBA playoffs, and I know our listeners not always interested in listening to professional uh, sports, but come call 707-895-248 and, and change the, the topic. But I'd like to see what your thoughts are on the playing games. Yeah, so I, I think that that's where I would like to start this conversation, right? Is is talking about the the, the the format of the NBA playoffs, and then we can maybe get into the matchups a little bit after that. Um, but I do think that's the more interesting part is we're in the it's the second year, right, for this format for the NBA playoffs. I think so. Yeah, they they yeah. did it in the bubble, and then they kept it last year. So this might be the third year, but I think it could be just the second. You might be right gotcha. on that. Gotcha. So for listeners that are, that are basketball fans but might not be uh, totally locked into the way the NBA does their playoffs, um, I'll give you kind of a quick rundown of how this works. So the one through six seeds in both conferences, the, the Eastern and Western Conference, are locked into making the playoffs. And, and those teams, uh, and then, excuse me, then three of those group, three through six, the matchups are predetermined. The one and the two seed don't know who they're playing yet. And the reason they don't know who they're playing yet is the next four teams. Uh, so after one through six, you would then have uh, seven through ten. Those four teams are playing in kind of a modified double elimination play-in tournament. And I'll say it one time to kind of like to say who plays who, and then we can get into it a little bit. Um, so the seven seed plays the eight seed. The winner of that game becomes the seven seed and plays the number right. two. And then the nine seed plays the 10 seed. The winner of that game plays the loser of seven, eight. And then the winner of that becomes the eight seed and plays the one. There was a lot of numbers there, but the, the short version of that to kind of understand it, if you don't, if you don't have all that written down at home is the, the one through six are predetermined, and then the seven through ten are those four teams are playing for two spots in a essentially a single elimination tournament. 
Um, it's weird. It's weird. It's not a. It's not a double, and it's not a single. Like some teams right. have to win two games, and yeah. someone has to lose two games. Like it's a weird. Like you could have the Clippers with a five games worse record than the Timberwolves actually make the playoffs, and 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 the Timberwolves could make it, and the Clippers could be seated higher if they win that first game. It's a weird, interesting little way they do it. I, I love it. I think it's an exciting extra little, you know, way of, of especially in the East, you know, the, I think the West, you're looking at four teams that two of them really don't deserve to make the playoffs. The, the Pelicans and the Spurs, I think the Clippers and Timberwolves should be given those two spots. But you look at the East, I mean, the two teams that are ninth and 10th are only 10 games below the number one seed. You know, I mean, the, the, they those four games or those four teams in the East are, are pretty balanced. Take away the Brooklyn Nets with them now having a full squad minus Ben Simmons. Um, I don't think you've ever had a one or two seed sweating so hard on who's going to come out of that play. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 707-895-2448, talking a little NBA playoffs, but give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about, anything at all going on in the world of sports, 707-895-2448. Yeah, Vince, you kind of you touched on my biggest issue with this tournament. I, I'm all for more NBA basketball. Like, don't get me wrong. I just, I love watching the NBA. The, the biggest issue I have with this playing system is that feeling when teams are being rewarded that shouldn't be. That's my biggest issue with this this tournament, where there's two teams, as you said, the nine and the ten in the West, the New Orleans Pelicans and the San Antonio Spurs, who just have bad records. Like they're not over five hundred. They don't have as many wins as they do losses or something like that. They're just bad records. It it always is it felt it feels weird for me rewarding those teams. Whereas you said in the East, everyone has more wins than they do losses. So everyone kind of yeah. like seems rewarding of this. I, the way I would love to see it, but this is the kind of thing that wouldn't happen because, again, money is king here. I feel like a requirement to get into the playing tournament is you would ha- is you have to be 500 or better, right? And if and if you don't finish 500 or better, and it just becomes two teams, then those two teams just get their spots in in the main playoff. Um, or if it's three teams, you have three teams playing for two spots or something like that. I, I just don't like the. The one element of this is how it, you're rewarding bad teams. That's the only issue I take with the way this this playing tournament is is set up. Jerry, if I, I may, totally, yeah, I, go ahead, I, Rich. I, I absolutely agree with you on that. And oh. I think the other thing that comes to mind is how it cheapens the regular season. You know, because if you're if you just do a half blank um, effort and you get in the playoffs, why do we even bother? I mean, in in Premier football and soccer. They make a point of that. There is no playoff for the title winner. The title winner is the one who beat everybody and is highest on the on the totem pole. And that's kind of how it is. They were clearly the best team all year long, and they ended the best team. They are the best team. Um, they have other playoffs for the excitement of that. Of course, they have you know different uh, tournaments and stuff that you know one one ball the wrong way and and you're knocked out. That kind of stuff is still fun. But I, I just really think that makes the entire uh, 38 games that you play absolutely live or die in soccer. And I think uh, I think basketball's hurting that way. Uh, I think the NFL is hurting that way. It used to be that if you could win your division you're not going in the playoffs and i i, yeah. I don't know i kind of prefer it that way yeah uh, Vince well, guy, what, what were we gonna to, say there 
Well, I got I got to chime in a little bit because you have to give the Pelicans and the Spurs a little bit of credit. If you look at their records over the last thirty games, they're actually two of the top, I think, twelve teams mm-hmm. uh, record-wise in the last thirty games. They've made major pushes to get to this this stage uh, they're at. And if we go back to the NCAA tournament, we talked about UNC in January wasn't even a tournament team and ends up going to the title game because they got hot at the right time. Now, do I believe the Spurs and the Pelicans could actually win a playoff series? No, I don't. But it, it does add a little more excitement. It gives those, those fans in those cities a little bit more hope of like, well, we get to play a few more games. And again, Jerry, this goes to you. Money is king, so those <laughs> cities get to generate a little bit more money. Yes. And trust me, I'm 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 not the biggest fan of wild cards and extra teams. It's like, man, either you're the best of your division and you get to move on, or you're not. And and that's kind of it, you know, because baseball is now expanding again and yeah. and having a larger playoff, um, which I don't know. It does kind of take away a little bit of what you're. Because if you're going to do this, if you're going to start making it 10 teams basically make the playoffs, then just play 64 games or, or, or something like that. You know, shorten the season and expand these a little bit and make it a 10 or 12 playoff expansion and let every team just start playing series. You know, I don't know. Like, to me, to keep playing these extended seasons and add more playoff games, you're just beating people down. And eventually the, game, the game's going to get hurt by it. I will say, um, I think of, of of a lot of leagues, I, I think in my experience just observing them, the NBA is very willing to try stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets tweaked at some point. Like if if the, you know, Adam Silver and the rest of the kind of the, the brass of the NBA kind of look at this and feel like, no, something's not right. We got to fix this. I think that yeah. I, I trust that they'll do that. I think that they're pretty active in tweaking rules and modifying things and in kind of format stuff. So I, I think I, I have some faith in, in them to, to, to change things if, if they do feel like it's necessary. Um, yeah. 707, let me get real quick. 707-895-2448. Again, call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Rich is ready to get the calls on the air. 707-895-2448. Uh, Vince, here's what I'd like to do to wrap up our NBA talk. Um, yep. Give me one. We, we're too early to go to go into all the matchups. Give me one team or one matchup that you're excited to watch in the first round. Can I can I give you one from each division? I will allow. League? Yeah, sure. I'll allow one yeah. from each conference. I'll allow. It. I, I I look forward to Minnesota beating the Clippers and playing Memphis, and I think Minnesota yeah. has a real chance of taking Memphis. At the very least, that should be a really fun six or seven game series. Really good young athletes. Some of the biggest up and coming stars. I think that could be a really, really fun matchup. Um, and then outside of that, I really look forward to seeing. Man, I, I love the the Bucks and the Bulls and the Sixers and the Raptors. Those two set and stuff. Love those. And I really love the fact that the Brooklyn Nets could be playing the Boston Celtics. I think that could be an exciting seven-game series as well. So yeah. I think there's some really fun matchups that are good. But the Timberwolves uh, are the one that I'm looking at as could be the big upset in the first round. 
Yeah. My uh, my favorite one is – or not favorite one, but the one I'm the most intrigued by is I want to see if Dallas can finally get out of the first round and, like, finally make a deep push into the playoffs because I feel like they've yeah. they've played well and then they've kind of fizzled out, whether it be, like, at the end of the first round or, or second round. They kind of – they get ahead and then they kind of blow their leads in series. I want to see if they can finally get through and – and make a deep push. And then the other team, this is just one of those things that I don't, I don't, I can't follow every single team in the NBA. I had no idea that Toronto Raptors were the fifth best team in the East. I had no clue that they were, that they were good again. So, so I'm excited just to watch them play again. Cause I love watching the Raptors play. Well, did you know that they're, they, they have not had uh, Van Fleet or they've had, they've been missing two starters and one of their biggest bench players for the last 20, 20, 20 plus games. Sure, and that's they're, and that's probably why I had no idea they were any good because they just aren't on TV. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna knock the Sixers out in the first round, and James Harden is going to become the most chastised player in the NBA. Yeah. when they lose the first round, for sure, I, I agree with you. That is a fun matchup because I didn't realize how good they were until like two nights ago, and at that time I didn't realize they were missing three players. And I was like, yeah. wow, they're they're a good team. So. There, this is one of the things this year. There's a lot of balance in this league this year, and there are some fun matchups. And I totally think Jerry Dallas will beat Utah and move into the second round and give Phoenix a good push for their money for sure. So, for sure. so we got some good matchups to talk about down the road. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right, got our first caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. What do you want to talk about? Hi, guys. It's the Sports Zone Doctor. Patty, are, are, are you excited <laughs> to not have to deal with Jim for a week? Oh, you know, um, I'm I'm listening. You know, Jim is the whole reason I even listened to this show to begin with. Like, he was the one who was like, you should listen. And so he actually gave me explicit instructions to listen while he was away and to call oh, in. Oh, boy. So you're, so you're checking up I thought you listened to him call. That's terrible. Um, so no, I, I, I wanted to, um, yeah, so, um, I want to, I want to preface this question with like, I don't really follow the NBA, (laughs) but I know that, uh, I know Jim's a big Laker fan, so I don't know if we should do like the Lakers postmortem, like without him (laughs) or like start it. And, um, but so this is why I'm bringing this question up, not because I follow anything, but because I listened to like another, like sports podcast. Um, and it's, it was interesting because they spent a lot of time this week talking about like, so what happened with the Lakers? And it's kind of interesting. Like, I wonder, like, do you think the Lakers get as much attention when they're winning as they do when they're losing? Um, that's, that's one kind of thing we can go through without Jim. And then the other thing is like, it's in a similar vein. They were talking about, um, how the NCAA uh, playoffs like ended, the championship ended, and it was funny because they spent more time talking about Duke losing <laughs> than they did about <laughs> Kansas winning. So it's like a similar phenomenon. So I just wanted to like float that out there um, as a you know discussion starter. Yeah, for sure. So, so to your first question, Patty, about I guess the why do the Lakers get so much coverage even when they're bad? I think that's kind of the the crux of that. Um, one of my favorite national uh, sports shows is uh, is a guy named Colin Cowherd. He's from the Portland area. He's on Fox Sports. Um, I just think he's really good. I really like his opinions and, and the way he talks. And he got into this at one point talking when the Lakers were like, it was clear they were bad and they weren't going to make the playoffs. He, he opened his show and he kind of said, well, people are going to be like, Colin, why are you talking about the Lakers? 
And it is, it's mm-hmm. because they're the Lakers, right? It's because yeah. they're in L.A. They had – I didn't know this until the end of the year. They had more games on national television than they did wins this year. Yep, exactly. Oh, my so, goodness. That's yeah, so it, it, it really just comes down to – and I think that, like, for people that are sports fans, and Vince gets this, you get this, I, I, I bet Rich would too, the reason they get as much coverage as they do – is the same reason the Yankees get the coverage that they do. It's the right. same reason the mm-hmm. Cowboys get the coverage that they do. It's because they are the pinnacle of money and a big market team in the league that they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, yeah, and so, yeah. The other time there, Duke got the coverage they got because Coach Krzyzewski was retiring. If that was not Coach K's last run, they would not have gotten that publicity. So, do you think he, Duke he, is he, not so on that vein? Do you think Duke is not going to get as much publicity with him gone? Oh, Vince, God, this no. is all you, Vince. This is all you. You're the Duke guy more than even me. So, so John <laughs> Shire, the next head coach for Duke, has been their main recruiter for the last three years, and he already has locked up the two best recruiting classes for the next year and the year after. Duke <laughs> is not going away. Duke is not the Lakers or the Yankees. Coach K was the brand name of college basketball, period, for the last 40 years, basically, but really last 30 years when he started winning titles. So him being gone, the narrative will change a little bit, but Duke is going to be really good. So, again, post-Coach K – that's going to be the conversation of, well, how are they doing this without Coach K? It's still going to fall back on him more than the school and what they're doing. So it's kind of a bummer. Uh, so you that think he's still going to be, he's still going to be the story for a bit? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. And, yeah, and, and again, the Lakers, yeah. yeah. And it was a bummer to see the Lakers on TV so much. The Knicks get to be on TV all the time because they're the Knicks. Like it's, it's the, the, the TV schedule for the NBA is really bad when it comes to choosing <laughs> who's going to be on, which is, yeah. you know, it is what it is, but they are the brand names of the sport. Yeah. And they so, still have a lot of money. And like you said, it's a media market issue more than anything else. So Patty, for a little bit of con- like additional context, I just pulled up, uh, the teams with the most nationally televised games this year in the NBA. Uh, the Lakers were number one, the Warriors were number two, uh, and the Brooklyn Nets were number three, and then the defending champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, were number four. So the defending oh, no. national champions had four <laughs> were the fourth most nationally televised team. And to get to kind of some of the other, the other points, that, uh, or to kind of going back to what we talked about last time, or, or right before you called, one team, the Toronto Raptors, who's a really good basketball team, wasn't even in the top ten. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, oh yeah, you're, it's yeah, where you're the money saying is. like they weren't even on your on your radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if you look exactly. at the cities: Los yep. Angeles, San Francisco, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Boston, New York, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Dallas, and Utah. I would say outside of Salt Lake City and Milwaukee. Those are all huge major markets for sports. So yep. it doesn't matter how good they are. Those are the ones that are going to get, to a certain extent, going to get the coverage because that's where the money needs to be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Super interesting. Oh. Well, thanks. We will wait till next week to do the Lakers postmortem. When okay. I think okay. that's appropriate <laughs> for when Jen is back. So, 
So we don't have another call right now, right? No, we're good. We're good. Awesome. So, Patty, we weren't we weren't going to jump back into this conversation unless you called, uh, because this is right up your alley, I believe. We've been talking about the transgender athletes and mm-hmm. the levels of testosterone. Um, have mm-hmm. you heard of Castor Semenya? No. It's an athlete. She is no, I, an I, athlete. I have not. You do. No, I haven't. Tell me. Tell me about this person. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Okay. So she was born an uh, intersex woman. Uh, she technically has um, basically um, uh, inverted uh, testicles. So mm-hmm. she was born with, with both genitalia, basically. Um, and so mm-hmm. her levels of natural testosterone are above limits that normal women would have, naturally, because mm-hmm. she was kind of born in a, in a very obscure way. Um, she has won, let's see here, she won a gold in the 2009 World Championships, went on to what the sport does, What sport does she play? She is a 400, 800, and 1500 meter athlete. Um, okay. So track and field. And in right. 2019, the World Athletics ruled that she could no longer participate in those events because of her high levels of testosterone unless she took medication to suppress those. So Mm -hmm. now we have a different athlete who is not transitioning, not doing anything. This is her natural body, and she is now being banned from participating in those particular events because of her high levels of testosterone. And Mm -hmm. I just, I really wanted to hear um, your thoughts. I never get the call when you're on the on the sports phone, so like you don't get a chance to, to go back and forth. Um, and I love you. By the way, I love your 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 three calls last week. By the way, fantastic. Um, and, and we but, looked at but, it, Patty. Like just we just looked at it as like this is a it's a new. I, I didn't know about this athlete until Vince Vince mentioned or Vince mentioned it before the show. And for me, it's like this is just a whole new spin on this debate. Like this is not. This is not anywhere in the t- in the in the debates that are going on, like at state government levels that are making these rules. Like this is an unaccounted for situation, almost it seems like. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually do know this story. There was a really good um, podcast I listened to about it, um, and it's interesting because I think because isn't this where is this athlete from? South Africa. Uh, South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say there was another athlete that I also heard about who is like maybe from India and like same thing how I don't remember what that person's sport what her sport was but same same story um and not only did it affect like her ability to play like women's sports but and she was like a very good athlete like she also like couldn't get married like nobody wanted to marry her like no man (laughs) like I think she was dating somebody and like in love with somebody and then this all of this came became very public you know and then the person like broke up with her because he was like I like my family will not let this happen you know, so oh. it's kind of interesting, the social part of it, too. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think, I mean, this is, this is the thing that I find really interesting. I mean, like, the whole idea of, you know, sex is not, not as, like, simple as, like, XY chromosome. Like, it's actually, um, that's, like, a very, very simplified version of, like, what's actually going on and, um, and, and very few, you know, I, I think, like, like we, you wouldn't have known. Like if that person were competing, like you know, however many decades ago, nobody would have ever known, right? Like because you can't tell, 
by looking at somebody, right? Like before we could do all this testing and stuff, nobody yeah. would have known and she would have just dominated and, and nobody would have, would, been, it would have just been what it was. Normal. Yeah. And I think, yeah. so it just like, I, I think it just brings up like more, and I've talked about this with Jim before, like where I've been like, you know, how are we defining a woman then? Like, how are we to, like, like if we're, if you're going to like, like you're going to have somebody like, like drop their drawers and like, Oh, like I have to see like your genitals to say that. Or, and even then, like, that's not, an, that wouldn't have been enough for this person. Right. Like, no. so are we going to ultrasound everybody and like, look at like yeah. what kind of gonads. Do you, like I, it just gets to this. I mean, it really kind of illustrates how just incredibly silly, like this whole, like, oh, well, only women here and only men there. Like, I mean, there's so much more nuance biochemically to, like, what, what, what we don't have a definition. Like, really, biochemically, there is a lot of, like, gray area. And I think, like, the more that we are testing and the more that we're learning, I think it's just going to bring up more questions. And so it, it just yeah. gets to, like, well, where does this end? Like, where do we, like, where do we just stop making this a thing and let people play together? Uh, and, and where, where does this where does this woman fit in? If we're saying women play over here and men play over there, well, where does this exactly. person fit? Exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. I had a question, and Vince, you you researched this a little bit more than than I did. Uh, by the way, seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Again, any topic, anywhere, as long as it is sports related, feel free to give us a call. And anything different, if you want to talk about something else, give us a ring. I was just curious, Vince. Do you know, because I'm reading through this timeline where the rule, these rule changes went in in 2015, but she still ran in the 2017 World Championships and the 2018 African Championships. Was that because, like, the rule changes only applied to the Olympics? Or, like, do you know what where the nuance is there? Because I, I'm looking through, like... Post rule change, she still won gold medals in the African Championships, so she's allowed to run in certain events, but she's not yeah. allowed to run in other things. Like, wh where's do you know that that part of it? Well, it, it basically, it really didn't fully come into effect until 2019. So, oh, so that's why it, that's why the last events for her are all 2018 events on like what she exactly, ran in. Got exactly, it. Okay. And, and, Got it. and the ones that are specific to like just the South African events or whatever. Uh, those aren't like IOC or World Athletics. Those are those got are it, like so she can still compete in certain events in certain uh, competitions. They just can't be affiliated with the World Athletics or the IOC. So um, she's basically kind of boxed into ancillary competitions. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it, the lines get blurrier. Like as we as we like look into yeah. this stuff more, and I think that like I mean it's the same. It's a, it's not a different question with the transgender athletes. Like so, if, I mean, I, my question to anybody who's like, well, they can't play here or there. My question is, well, then fine. Where can they play? Because like I think we could all agree that we want them to play. And so then, where do they play? Are you going to have like a, a separate transgender league? Like, are you going to have a separate league for people who were born with like who were born intersex? Like, I mean, and so just like, are we just going to have like little tiny leagues every? I mean, it just that to me doesn't make yeah. any sense to do it that way. And so, I, I think I just I think it's just worth. Um, it's a really good case of like like what what does any of like what does this mean? How are we defining these things? Yeah. And is is yeah, that even sure. the right way to define them? Well, yeah, and I yeah. or go, go ahead, Vince. So go ahead. Well, I, I just I just got a great tidbit from our brother today about uh, the transgender stuff. Uh, we have all these states that are passing these uh, no transgender you know athlete rules or whatever, 
um, the governor of Utah vetoed um, the bill mm-hmm. based upon the fact that in the state of Utah there were four transgender athletes. And he was like, how are we banning something that we don't even have enough case studies? And I think, Jerry, you mentioned this last week. There's not even enough information yet to really state uh, how this is affecting athletics. And now his veto was, over, his veto was overridden uh, by their state legislature, but at least he was willing to stand up and be like, there's not even enough evidence yet. There's not even enough athletes that are transgender to make a case of any kind of right or wrong. Right. You know, it's where, where when do we actually need to make this a, a thing? Because there's not even enough out there yet. There's not even enough information yet. Yeah. I, that Some was something might argue that, that. Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I, I was just going to say like, piggybacking off of that, the comment that I made, I don't remember if it was last week or, or several weeks ago, which is that thing of the people that make the argument that these bills are good because these, these uh, transgender women have a unfair advantage. My question to them is just like, do they kind of going off that? Cause I just don't think there's a big enough data set yet for that to be a, an argument. I don't know if there ever will be, but I, I've, I just, that's one of those arguments that I think I throw a lot of caution to because I just, I don't think that's that, that's something that can be proven. And even if there's a bigger sample size, I don't know if it can be proven. I, I don't know. I don't know where I stand with that. Go, go ahead, Patty. What, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, some, some, might, some might argue just as like, not to, not to be mean, but like some might argue that the, from a political standpoint, it was a very safe thing for that Utah. Um, oh, sure. Do that because he knew it, he was he knew he was going to get over vetoed. Like I mean, yeah, I, sure. I don't know I don't know what he really well, believes. Um, well, I'm, well, I'm really quick. Sorry, he's a democratic he's a democratic governor in a Republican state. So he right. he was making a point. I think as a more open minded side of the spectrum of political world. Mm-hmm. Yes, he probably knew he was going to get vetoed, but. He was standing up for his side of the political aisle. Again, mm, politics. Not, he yeah. knew maybe. he wasn't probably um, going to win that, but he did yeah. play his card. Yeah. 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 Anything else, Pat? Ask, Anything else on your mind? I, uh, just one, one, other, one other thing, and I, um, this can take as long as you guys want, but um, I, I did get to ask this a couple weeks ago, and I did tell Jim about it. So um, I recently encountered uh, a situation um, where uh, somebody told me about a case of a of um, you know a colleague that worked elsewhere was telling me about a case of a a student like a college student who's trying to play like college ball like college baseball sorry um, and was told that like there was a that, that they they told my colleague that they didn't make the team because they didn't weigh a certain like they were underweight. They were under like 170 pounds or something like that, and so they were coming. They were going to the my colleague because they were having a hard time gaining weight. And so I, I just like I it didn't like it didn't make sense to any of us. Like, no. why is there a minimum weight for baseball? I'm just wondering if anybody <laughs> has ever heard of such a thing. Well, was your colleague good enough? Like, did they play? That you know, I mean, I mean, like we don't ask those questions. <laughs> like we're not like, do you suck? Like is that why they did? I'm just giving you an excuse. So we don't, we don't, we don't assess uh, somebody's like physical sportability. Yeah, um, Pat, Patty, I, I'm gonna grab another call. I want to get into sure. this because I remember hearing yeah. about this when my dad brought it to my attention, and I have some, I had some questions 
Um, because yeah. I do think this is a really fascinating discussion yeah, of like, yeah, I'm, what I'm, is I'm the ju- I want to hear everyone's yeah. thoughts. Yeah, because I, yeah, cause thoughts. I okay, think that there's cool a whole guys. conversation. Yeah, thanks, Patty. Um, I think there's a whole yeah, conversation yeah. Okay. about like what is justifiable reasons for a coach Thank to you. cut someone and what is Thank not. Um, yeah, but let's get this next call in. Hello, caller. Thanks for thanks for waiting there. What's on your mind? Welcome to the Sports Phone. Oh, I just wanted to say the person you're talking about is a hermorphodite. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they are, the technical term is a hermaphrodite, but a hermaphrodite actually has external genitalia. This athlete had both X and Y chromosomes, but had internal so that that caller is correct to an extent, but I think hermaphrodite is actually external. So okay. slightly different, I think, in this case. Like, like, like everything I've read about that athlete does not ever mention the term hermaphrodite. So, but I guess in a way that is correct. Um, but yeah. I'm sure where the caller was going with that. <laughs> yeah, i uh, got about 20 minutes left on the sports phone here, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Um, Vince, unless you had another topic you wanted to get into, I, I'd be happy to kind of discuss that that question that Patty posed to us uh, for a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, we have topics that are on, on our list, but man, I, I've never, I've never, I mean, personally, I will say when I was in high school, I was definitely cut from baseball my freshman year because I weighed about a 115 pounds. You know, I was like super scrawny, but I really couldn't hit the ball because of my lack of, 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 of build, you know? So I could see that, but 170 pounds, if you're a hundred and if I was 160 pounds in high school, I would have killed it. So I'm shocked by that. Her so, so where, I, I, where, where I where I get into it with Vince is this interesting thing of I had to go through the process of cutting about I think it was like twenty twenty five kids this year from yeah. from the Westland basketball program, um, and one of the things that the coaches uh, like kind of taught me was you you say as little as possible when when yeah. you cut somebody. Because you don't want to say something and like stir up a controversy. If, if and I'll get into what I mean by that in a second. Um, I want to take this this next call because I because I do want to let the callers on. But I'll get into what I mean by that in a second. Hello, caller, you're on there. Welcome to the sports phone. Hey, it's sports phone doctor again. I'm not going to stay on long. I just wanted to correct. I wanted to I wanted to make a little bit of a correction to the person who called right after me. I love it. Because, I love a good first correction. of all. Yeah, so the term hermaphrodite is not used to refer to humans. Um, uh, it's so yeah, so that's that's just number one. Like that is not a medical term. <laughs> we don't use that to describe humans. The reason for that, and I just kind of looked this up, is because technically a hermaphrodite has uh, um, organs, like reproductive organs of both sexes, and both of those organs can produce gametes. So, and that means, like in in a human, for example that somebody would have both um, testicles and ovaries that can both produce viable produce. sperm and eggs. Exactly. And that's okay. not a thing so, that exists so, in humans. So was I kind of right when I said external? Because if they were both like real developed genitalia, they would have actually produced those. No, I mean, it's uh, not. There's yeah, no, like anytime somebody is born with, um, like if a, somebody who is assigned female at birth is, uh, um, has testicles, 
um, like let's say they have testicles and ovaries, usually only one of those works. Sometimes neither of them work, but never okay. both. I've never, like in humans, it's okay. not a thing where like a, a human, no human has ever existed that can produce viable sperm and viable eggs. I'm going to... Oh. Thank I'm gonna cut. So I'm gonna cut the medical. I'm gonna cut the medical definition short here a little bit. <laughs> so, sorry, but uh, no, no. I appreciate the, the clarification there, Patty. That's, it's that's a family always, program. Is, yeah, no. I, I just, I just don't like. Please don't call any human her Like uh, that's my announcement yeah, for to sure. the community. Thank please you. don't do for that. Sure. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. Thanks, Bye, Patty. guys. I, okay. So, oh. Vince, to get back to the question about cutting someone because they're underweight, or that that topic. I am really curious if this is some sort of team policy or if it's something the coach kind of threw in nonchalantly when explaining to someone why they got cut. And what I mean by that is like the the two versions of the conversation could have gone and and then we'll get this next caller on The, the two ways I could have seen that conversation going are you're you're underweight. And this policy says I'm not going to keep anyone in the program that's under that weight. Therefore, I can't keep you. Or the other way I could see that conversation going is we don't have a spot for you. You know, we weighed all these different things and we just don't think you're physically ready. And that and your weight being one of those things. And those are two very different like lines of communication that are similar, that, that have a crossover. But that there is a distinction between the two. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Welcome to the sports phone. <laughs> Hello, Hello? Cole, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, go for it. Hey, so I just had a couple comments I'd like to make here. Uh, as far as the weight issue, uh, in wrestling, it used to be a common practice when you didn't have people for a given weight. You'd just throw anybody in there you had. and and uh, Or if somebody wants to be on the team, you only have limited slots. You have somebody that's significantly smaller but maybe they're able to do pretty good and win some percentage of their matches. They wound up putting caps on how far you could wrestle above your weight because of Mm -hmm. the inherent uh, injury uh, potential (laughs) when one person is significantly larger than the other. So there are issues in wrestling where they do not allow you to wrestle in a class that is significantly above your weight. Yeah, and over time I, I believe, that has changed I, on how much that was. Yeah, well, I believe when I was in high school and I and I we used to, I, I'm not a wrestler, but I was involved with the wrestlers. I believe it was like two weight classes. Yeah, uh, give or take. That, that's that was the most you could go up. How big are those yeah, weight classes? Or like, what are the what are the 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 the, the lim- Like, not limits. That's not the right question. But what are like the what's the weight total for like a two 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 class gap? Like, how much weight are we talking about? Okay, so in, in uh, my junior year, I wrestled 138. My senior year, I wrestled 145. The next weight after that was 154. Okay, yeah, got exactly. it. So, so somewhere between like okay. five and seven pounds, something like that. Yeah, which yeah, it's okay. starts making a big difference when you start talking oh, about sure. somebody slamming somebody into the ground. Now, I'd like yeah. to issue, um, address one of the other issues. You know, I think we can agree that reproduction is inherently messy. You know, all we have to do is look at you know, lizards born with two heads or, you know, all these different (laughs) things we see throughout nature as we try and replicate ourselves. There's going to be a lot of variation along the way. But as Jerry has said multiple times, the only time this becomes an issue 
is when we have a protected class. Otherwise, regardless of how you're born, you would just compete. It's right. only when you are protecting a group to give them an advantage that they would not have. They would be at a disadvantage if they had to compete in general. It's only when we take those people and say, we're going to give you your own little group so you just compete with each other. Obviously, that's half of humanity, but the reality is it's because we're making the projected class, protected class, that it becomes an issue. Otherwise, it's not an issue. Yep, and the, the next step of this is, you know, as, and it's also part of, you know, we have the same kind of conversations about people taking steroids and other things, right, where we're enhancing human abilities. Well, we're yeah. going to have to be facing that pretty quick with gene editing. And at what point is someone a human? If we start making chimeras or chimeras and we're able to mix in a little bit of gorilla, you know, DNA into somebody who wants to be a wrestler, it may be that we wind up creating creatures that just regular humans can't compete with. So all these we're, issues we're, are still out there. We're going to face them. Yep. Yeah, we're talking about, we're talking about, once money got involved in sports, we created these rules of what can and cannot be, what cannot uh, disrupt our normal flow of what this sport is supposed to be. So, I think the first time there were people watching other people competing, there was money in sports because they gambled. But now, but now money is bigger in sports because of advertising and sponsorships and gambling. So that is where I think a lot of these things are changing the rules and the perceptions of sports. Yeah, absolutely. Got got another call coming in. Always appreciate it as always. I love, love, love the insights. Thank you so much. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Welcome to the sports phone. All right. I'm sorry. I'm calling again. <laughs> Patty, if you, Patty, if you apo- Patty, if you apologize, I'm going to have Rich hang up on you. <laughs> I've just... called four times before, so please. Oh, man. I just, I, when, when men start talking about protecting women, it just, it just does something uh, to me on the inside. So, Here's the thing. I think, like, and I was going to say this earlier, so I'm actually really glad that that this last person called in because I think it's really, really important to, like, take a moment and think about, like, why this is so upsetting to women. And it's, and I, because, like, I'm, I am a woman. Um, and, and I think, and so I, I sympathize. Like, I, I, I do, like, and I, and I think, and I've said this before, the reason that women are, are, are so upset is because nobody would let them play at all for like a yep. long time. <laughs> like it's so re- it's crazy to think that like so recently in our history did anybody even let them play? And and then when they were like, "Oh, but you're not as good as us, so we're just going to let you play over there." Like nobody even like thought to like let them play. Not together. that like. And so I, I mean, how, how long did they say you have to dress like this when you play? And you have to play like this. All right. I mean, it's still happening, right? Like, so what many... was that, like, handball team, right? That was had to yep. be, like, tennis. naked. Yep. <laughs> no, and tennis, golf. I mean, so many of the first sports that allowed women to actually have their own league dictate them in the way of a man dominant, for sure. So, so I, I think, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's really important to, like, 
think about that and like think like did women need your protection or were you just like like oh I guess we'll let you play but not with us because you're not you're nowhere as good yeah. you're nowhere near as good and like oh and you'll win here if you go if you play over here so go play in your little league your cute little league and cute little clothes and 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 we'll just all you know and we'll give you less money to do so and we'll give you crappy like locker rooms and and gyms and stuff and, and I mean this none of this is like 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 ancient history like this is all still no. happening yeah yeah just real quick i was just gonna say like the part that gets me with it like zoomed out big picture part of it goes back to that that comment you made kind of like okay well if we're not gonna let them play in this league what where do they get to play and the, that's the part that frustrates me the most about this whole discussion in general is because sports is supposed to be that thing that like it bridges across politics My favorite example of this is like the civil wars in certain countries just stop during the World Cup. So it's that like thing that brings people together. And this debate goes so against that, like that belief of mine in sports where it's like this is Mm -hmm. the thing that allows everyone to have a good time. And then it's like, okay, well, what are we but these group, they can't play. And what do we do with them? And that's the part that, again, like from a really zoomed out standpoint, it bothers me the most. Because I, it goes yeah. against fundamentally yeah. what I think sports are so great for in terms of yeah. unification. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And I just we go, go ahead. ahead, Patty. I'm just, no, no, please. Well, I'm just saying. I, I just want to say, like we 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 we've seen how interracial people have been able to get into sports and, and on the male side, and and that was a big deal, big deal. But we're still battling with. With women allow getting the same uh, 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 recognition as men, the same uh, opportunities as men. It, it, when does this become the normal? Like when when do we allow women to actually be recognized as hey they can do stuff? You know, I live in Northern California I mean, where women women farm, women get dirty, women are are tough and and awesome, and it's like. They're the same in sports. Like it's it's all about and and they give birth, right? And they give birth, and then they go back on the farm, like really quickly. I mean, it's nuts. And I just think this idea that we're somehow like, oh, we need we need you to protect us. It's it's just bonkers to me. And I think that like if if you start letting little boys and girls play sports together, I guarantee you that that girls will catch up and women will catch up. Like the more you segregate them, then then you can't. Then it is really hard to to integrate once they've only been playing against like a certain like in a in a certain style of play. Because like I said, it's not just ability. I mean, they're they're like softball is very different from baseball. Like the flow of yep. women's basketball is very different, from, and it's no one's better than the other. But but I contend that like women are not going to get recognition for their skill and talent the longer they are segregated in sports it just won't happen because we'll go well you're good for a girl you're good for the girls yeah like that's what's going to keep happening and that's not for anybody yep the only i'm I'm sorry jerry but i I didn't get a chance last week no go for it the whole side of it is it's about opportunity right you have to be given the opportunity Mm -hmm. and then once you are given it and if you are prove you prove yourself you 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 one get the opportunity to continue to prove yourself, and two you open the door for someone else to be able to walk through that. And so it's about opportunity. And obviously, up until this point, that opportunity has not been given. But hopefully, with with 
you know, Jerry and I get, didn't get to one of these topics, but the woman who is managing a baseball team for the New York Yankees in the minor league system mm-hmm. won her first game. If she continues to win games, <laughs> she's going to open the door for someone else of that gender to have that opportunity. And hopefully, but here's she my will- argument. Men lose games all the time. I mean, the fact that, like, we have to not just, like, get there, but we have to, like, be magical in a way that men don't. And But if we lose or if we fail just a little bit, it's like, well, see, yeah. women can't do it. But men fail all the time because, <laughs> like, we're human. So you, all of you, us you are, are you, are, you are not wrong there. I'm just, I'm just saying opportunity. No, it's reality, there. though. What you're talking of is reality. It, That's it, exactly. I'm not with. saying yeah. what I think is right. I'm speaking from reality. No, totally. And what, so I think women should be given the opportunity more and more, but they won't be until they prove they can actually do it. And, again, you are so correct. Many men fail over and over again and still get more opportunities, which is it's sad. It's a very difficult conversation, but you are correct, and I love your opinion on it very much. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Patty, we are going to wrap up here. Uh, I still want to answer your question. Uh, might not get to it till next week, but I do want to get into that, that weight question because I, I, I have a very specific opinion about it, but I need time to kind of like explain it or it's going to come off sounding real weird. So it's a really, yeah, it's really fascinating. You'll, you'll come off sounding like Jim. No, no, it's, it's, let's not get, I don't want to, no, I'm not going to say that. Oh boy. I love it. Thanks guys. Always thanks, a pleasure. Oh, thanks Patty. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Wow, well, are, we, I think are, gonna, we done, are we done already? I'll, I'll tell you, Vince, the, w- as soon as you find a topic that generates the calls, uh, yeah, oh, it happens real fast. It, it happens real, uh-huh. real fast. Uh, well, we got about two minutes left here. We'll start wrapping up. Um, Vince, I want to thank you for, for joining. Uh, I hope you have a great week ahead of you. I'm looking forward to it. we got a fun week of sports ahead of us. we got playing basketball, first full week of baseball. It's it's going to be a fun week, a fun week of sports ahead of us. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we got about, I, I get, you got about 30 seconds, Vince. Anything you want to say before we wrap up here? Really enjoyed sp- spending some time with you. Oh, very, very fun, Jerry. I really appreciate the opportunity. I, I love the fact that you and Jim give me such an open forum here. Um, really fun to do it with you, and uh, I appreciate all the callers. And and yeah, I look forward to next week. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, Rich, thanks for holding down the fort. I, I uh, always appreciate the people taking their time out of their evenings to, to make the sports phone happen. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, that will be the 17th, so a week from today, 7 o'clock. Looking forward to it. Uh, Rich, with that, send it back to you. Play the music. Get us out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let's get ready to rumble! This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.